live on youtube we are 12 subscribers away from that 100 done so let's keep it moving in the right direction a couple of files away from that 1000 so y'all tripping on twitter so we got to get them numbers up let's let's keep it pushing let's keep it moving uh we are available on any podcast platform apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify anybody podcast uh make sure you leave a five-star review over there subscribe and we will greatly appreciate it if you don't know who i am i am the walking bucket providing instant offense it's your boy savage up here we got the coach on the sidelines taking them to school on and off the court and when i say it's really shitty it's really shitty shitty what's good 1-0 against the knicks yes and before we go into more basketball <laughs> shout out to cap and shout out to the rest of lbr media that's yes, going sir. live right now as well we are really doing this as lbr media and i would like to say this about nfl because we're NBA podcast, but we, we handle the NFL affairs as well. This is going to tie in the NBA. Just watch for me, Savage. Okay. 
all roads will go through Philadelphia and the NFC. And I was wondering why Philadelphia is getting so much love, okay? And I was like, you know what? It's Philadelphia. And guess what? The pendulum always swings back. They didn't want Chris Paul to link up with Kobe Bryant. Where's Kobe Bryant from? Philadelphia. <laughs> what year will the Philadelphia Eagles win the Super Bowl? Sounds like 2024 to me, gentlemen. With the I'll way that it. they just drafted and the way that they traded, everybody's going to Philadelphia and nobody's stopping them. Kobe, this is going to be for you when it happens. My fault. Go ahead. 2024. Be the Sixers. <laughs> hey, at this rate, it ain't going to be the Sixers. Uh, that's your favorite DJ's favorite DJ, the sample man himself, Mr. Statman today at the eyeball circuit. Mr. Ted Shakira, what's up? <laughs> what's good, y'all? What's good, man? I come in peace. <laughs> he come in peace. That's cap. Hell no. Nah. No, nah. I know damn peace. This man took them talk shit all week. My man, let me on Twitter about yeah. KD, about Giannis, about the Warriors, which I talked shit about too because I felt mm-hmm. the Warriors going to beat the Kings. But we going to hop right into it unless y'all get a, a, a trivia question, which I don't think y'all have. No need for trivia today. No need for trivia today. We can hop. Right yeah, who the best player in the league? Wow. That's the trivia we, question. Wow. That's what we starting off with. You know what? <laughs> Jimmy <I'm> Butler. Getting... <laughs> oh, hey, I'll take that answer over the one that y'all gave me the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> bro. All right, so get the hell out the way. So I've had to go through all year of not just y'all two black people right here. I could say another word, but I'm not going to because I want us to start getting paid for this podcast. But Y'all two people and everybody in the world, the, the debate that gets me hottest the most is when I ask a person, hey, who's the best player in the league? And they go, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Now, let me ask you this, which has been my case all year long. <laughs> Shitty, I actually want to bring you up in this because you said you didn't want who, who was going to be, who was the seven, uh, seven, seven seed? Help me out, help me out, help me out. Uh, we didn't want the, the seventh seed, the Hawks. Y'all didn't want the Hawks. Y'all wanted the Bucks. Oh, you mean, oh, you mean we the second seed? Y'all wanted the Bucks. Why is that when the best player on the team is supposed to win and he's supposed to strike fear in somebody who has an eight seed, right? Okay, that's neither here and there. Number two. <laughs> so you get to plan. And not only y'all win one, y'all win two, y'all win three, y'all win four. Speaking of wins, did the Bucks even win one? Oh, they did. They did. And it was the game without the best player in the league, to my understanding, right? Just help me out. Help me out. I so bad. Help me out. <laughs> so <laughs> whenever I hear somebody, whenever I ask again, who's the best player in the league, I don't want to hear Giannis Antetokounmpo ever again. Because even we can go back to oh, a couple of years ago when Rachel Nichols was asked James Harden, you know what I'm saying, blah, blah, blah. And James Harden said, hey. You know, but I wish I could just run, run and with seven feet and run and just dunk. Like that takes no skill at all. <laughs> Everybody in the NBA in the basketball world got on James Harden. Yes. What is Yontetokounmpo? A rim runner. He has no bag. I, I ask people, I say, what, what, what can Yontes do offensively besides dunk? Lay it up. Cool. I can do that. <laughs> do you trust him shooting a mid-range? What, year eight, year nine in his career? No. Do you trust him shooting a three? No. 
Do you trust him shooting a free throw? <laughs> he don't even trust himself, Mister. I'ma miss three, thirteen free throws on the line. This is y'all best player in the league. If this is the best player in the NBA, the NBA is in trouble. I'm not even gonna talk about the quote that he gave from the outside game because I know y'all tired of that from me saying it on this podcast. So I'm not going to. But at the same time, this is this y'all king. This is y'all king, and he lost in the first round of the NBA playoffs. Not only that, he got saucy with the reporter who's doing his job and asked him, was his season a failure? Let me answer it for you, buddy. Yes, it was. You're Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo. You are the quote-unquote best player in the league by millions of people, and you lost in the first round, and you get tested with a reporter saying, no, nah, this is not a failure. Oh, you asked me this last year. Yeah, because last year was a failure too. You won a championship two years ago. You were so, you, any season after that, in my eyes, because you're the best player in the league from top to bottom. Arguably, this the best roster the Bucks may have ever had. And y'all lost in the first round. You know what, Savage? I want to do you a favor, bro. I want to do, I, I, want, I want us to bring a segment back that you feature on your podcast before us. It is called Vocab with Savage. And I'm going to look up the word failure. You Google the word failure, look up the definition. It means lack of success. Did the Bucks have a successful season this season? No. Failure. All y'all internet trolls, shut the hell up. Vocab with Took. I like that. Vocab with Took. I like it. The omission of expected or required action. Again, failure. The omission of expected or required action. We expected Giannis to be in the championship. We expected him to make at least the Eastern Conference Finals. But you lost in the first round. So again, if y'all ever put Giannis over Kevin Durant again, y'all will be looking for another co-host because I don't want to hear that shit ever again. Stop it. Please stop it. I know what he is defensively. He's a dog. You know what I'm saying? He he should be con con contending for defensive player of the year. So is Brooke Lopez. So is Bobby Portis. So is Drew Holiday. But you lost in the first round stop it stop it. i'm gonna end it right here y'all whoever wants to buy y'all can pick it up that's i know that's 24 seconds off the clock i take that turn <laughs> but can y'all please stop calling Giannis the best player in the league please because i don't want to hear no excuses when he played he got a triple double and he has solid numbers but i'm not calling somebody who can't hit a free throw the best one in the league i'm sorry and you missed 13 um, in, a, in a game you're supposed to win. I rest my case. All, all, all of that is fair in terms of like, you know, you 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 can't say that Giannis, you know, was hurt. He played in the game. He did. He did miss what? He missed the game that he got hurt in. And then the next game, and I don't know if he missed more games after that, but I know he missed at least mm -hmm. two games mm -hmm. in terms of like just time play. He missed two games. Um and then in game four, uh, to miss 13 free throws is just inexcusable on any level. Um, I mean, that's that's going back to his demons. Uh, what was it, the, the, the first playoff run where the, the crowd was counting down uh, the free throws? Like, it's just, yeah. You, yeah. All that being said, um, I, I understand where Giannis was coming from in terms of, like, it wasn't a failure. That's personally. As a team, yes, it's a failure because organizationally, once you win that championship as that collective unit with Giannis, Milton, Drew, all of them, anything short of a championship is a failure. Yeah, I, I, I will agree with that. But I think Giannis was getting – he was already 
his nerves already struck in terms of like just being mad that they lost. And so he wanted to reframe it in a way that was like, no, I am not a failure. This season was a failure, but me personally, I'm not a failure. That's how I perceive it. Now, getting to the actual best player in the league conversation. I, I can, we have to revisit that conversation later in the offseason. Giannis better not be in the conversation. <laughs> we have to revisit that. I told you my stipulation, Savage. I'm dead ass. I don't want to hear y'all ever again. Until after next season when he proves himself. We'll, I had we'll, to go all no 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 no. I had to go all summer of listening to first of all when Kevin Durant big ass foot was on the line and Giannis <laughs> beat him. I had to live through that. And I had to live through Kevin Durant getting swept in the first round. I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> get on this man cuz get on him. <laughs> Treat him like he Kevin Durant. Treat him like he LeBron James because the Giannis is that great. Get on him. I'm not. I'm not trying to hear that shit, Savage. I'm not. I got you. I got you, man. I got you. I got you. So I right now we can't say who the best player is. It's not Giannis, Giannis right now. I will say Thank that. You. It's, okay, cool. It's, it's not Giannis right now, obviously, because like you just lost to the AC, and I don't care if they get Jimmy Butler. I don't care if they get Rasul Butler. You lost to the AC. Like that's that's. Stop it. No, Rasul <laughs> Butler. No. Time out. Flag on that play. Yeah, Malcolm Butler. <laughs> No, I can't believe you brought that. <laughs> look, Jeffrey the Butler. Look, <laughs> oh, Butler, Butler. <laughs> but yeah, it, it ain't Giannis right now. I I will say that for the sake of I, I need my co-host on the show. I will say that right now, Giannis is not the best player in the NBA. He can't be right now based on that information, injury or not. We've seen players play through injuries and win the team the game. I mean, look no further than Jimmy Butler today. They they won the game today. So I will say that. Now, who the best player is right now, we can't say, because right now it's looking like Steph Curry. And right now it's looking like Jimmy Butler. We, we, we don't know. Y'all got me. We don't know yet, but I will say this. Kevin Durant is down 1-0 right now to, to the joke. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But that's where I will leave my, my Giannis Tisakumpo, uh discourse. I'll let she have the floor. Cool. Well, listen, the Bucks heat have been a thing and i think that now that i think i i believe in my team and we got our asses swept by Giannis and company previous season and it was supposed to be a rubber match it was supposed to be intense and at the end of the day i don't think we give not Giannis and and jimmy enough credit we don't give eric Spoelstra enough credit because eric Spoelstra is the one that designs how we play against the Bucks and how we played against the Knicks. And so to the point that you're making, we wanted the Bucks because we knew how to play against them better than we did than the Celtics because it would have been our third year against them. Now, I will also say that Giannis shouldn't have came back with his back. He did, but the way he fell, all that stuff, he shouldn't have came back. I agree. Does not the best free throw percentage. Matter of fact, his game is irrelevant unless he is at the rim. Completely agree. I, I'm not discrediting that. And I'm also saying that Kevin Durant has also not been the greatest player in any series he has played this season yet. Whether it was last series, which I would have given Devin Booker. And as of right now, I'm giving it to Joker. 
Matter of fact, not Joker, Jamal Murray. I, I was like, Murray. Excuse me. Yeah. I was like, Murray, no. Excuse me, Murray. Um, but I also stand on, I, I've said this before, I believe Kevin Durant is ready for a resurgence in the playoffs now because of what happened to him last season. He could not have the ball stolen by him by Bruce Brown twice in one minute. He can also not be guarded by that white boy um, for the amount of time and not give him more than 28, 29 to be gay. On top of all of that, I still believe in Kevin Durant. And I still believe in Giannis. And we will revisit the conversation when it's all done because I believe there are some other players that, to Savage's point, need to start coming into this category of greatest player. I've never, never witnessed what I witnessed with Jimmy Butler in round one. And I have never witnessed what I just seen from Stephen Curry away at Sacramento with game seven <laughs> too many hands in his face getting fouled and not getting the fouls called and still it's nothing but butter so I think there needs to be a revisit the conversation of who is I can't wait till we talk about that it's gonna be but a at, at the current time Giannis has failed his mission because I believe everyone's mission is to get to the finals and to win your championship yes there's no way I'm suiting up for any NBA team and saying, oh, yeah, anything short of a championship, oh, we're good, hand clap, Grizzlies. Um, we've made it this far. No, I'm not lacing up to lose. I lace up my shoes to win. And so as much as I understand what Giannis has said, I also agree with what you're saying to is in that it's a failure of a season because if it's not a championship, it is a failure. I understand the growth mindset, yes. But the objective, the objective of any sport is to make sure at the end of your season you have a banner raised and that you get a ring on your finger that is the objective of all team sports so i agree and i can't wait for us to revisit the topic but I, again i think that those two players are not the only two players that we have in a conversation about when it comes to greatest of now and my thing is uh, one more thing i don't if Giannis was to lose last next round, you know, hypothetically to the Knicks, I wouldn't say this season was a failure for the Bucks. They just lost to the better team. When you were naming the Heat players last week, Sheedy, it sounded like Bible verses. You lost to a team full of unknown players, undrafted players. That's why the season is a failure to me. And you you only won one game. And the, again, the game the Bucks, the Bucks won, you were not playing. That's why this season, to me, was a failure. Like I said, you lose next round, you lost to the better team. Of course, I'd still be on them, but not this hard. But again, you name 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 that he plays again. It's gonna sound like Bible. Hey, you know, versus. you know what's funny about Bible versus two. We before the show, me and she yep. were looking at <laughs> me, and she were, me and she were looking at players. Happy uh, Sunday, like, like like colleges and Haywood Highsmith went to Wheeling Jesuit University. I was like, where is this college? Ooh, exactly. <laughs> not, not University of Texas, I can tell you that. It was exactly. Wheeling, Wheeling Jesuit. I was like, this man went to a D2 school and he out here getting tick in a in a in the game. There's not going. even a comma for the amount of students that are there. It's 900 students in undergrad. That's a that's a cohort of freshmen at the University of Memphis. That's great. <laughs> that's crazy thanks guys <laughs> you having my point <laughs> we are hey look i ain't, i can't say nothing today yeah. i'm like yeah. hey 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 yeah. <laughs> he deserves he deserves <clears throat> grizzlies if you're gonna I'm talk gonna it, be about it yep and you gotta yep. be you gotta be willing to accept the good yep and the bad 
yes, and be sir. ready to talk about it. So I'm good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, speaking of, of walking and talking, we can get right into the next series, man. Uh, Kings and Warriors did finish up about an hour or so ago. And uh, the Warriors, they, as Took's point, they cut off the beam, man. They they unplugged it. Uh, it's no longer getting power. As Took's about to, I'm assuming, pull the beam. <laughs> he pulled the beam out. Um, so, yeah, we got the, the Kings, another young team that's that's going home um, early this season, along with the Memphis Grizzlies, who we'll talk about in a, a little while. But uh, quick thoughts on Steph Curry's 50 points and just the Kings overall. Uh, I'll start us off. I mean, I knew the Warriors were going to win in seven. Uh, I did ask Sheedy prior to the, to the series starting, how many road games is uh, Golden State going to win? They ended up winning two. And all they needed was one, to be honest. Even if they, even them losing game six at home, which was shout out to the Kings for doing that. It's hard to win in chase. It's hard to win uh, at home or away against the Golden State Warriors. For them to do that was a big deal. But I tweeted it earlier, championship teams went on the road and the Warriors did it twice this series uh, on the back of Wardell, Stephen Curry, uh, the greatest shooter we've ever seen <laughs> play the game of basketball, man. So I'm not surprised. Uh, shout out to the Kings. We'll get into them a little bit as far as their offseason plans. But, uh, I mean, you just can't stop Steph Curry. When when he wants to get 50, he's going to get 50. When he wants to embarrass you, he's going to embarrass you. That's just, that's just who Wardell is as a player. Uh, I'm happy to see Warriors versus the Lakers. I'm curious to hear Took's uh, prediction about that since he likes both teams apparently. Uh, but I'll pass it on to you guys, man. Thoughts about uh, Lakers and Kings. For, not Lakers and Kings, but uh, Warriors and Kings before we get into the conference semi predictions i mean i guess the losers can go first i'll, I'll take that i'll own that i, I said kings and seven. i'll allow it um <laughs> and i and i did say you know each team will win a road game and they did um but the kings just came short in game seven you greatest players are playing right now again steph curry needs to be mentioned at this time um and there is absolutely if when you watch that game you watch how many hands were in his face, how many times he got fouled, and they didn't call the foul on a three-point shot. The man probably could have had 60 to 7, to be honest with you. The man missed two free throws, by the way, like in succession. When's the last time you heard Steph Curry miss two free throws in succession, right? Um, man, shoots over 90% for his career. I will say this. I will only speak good about the Warriors. There's nothing. I'm not going to talk about the Kings. We'll talk about the Kings later. Steve Kerr is a mastermind when it comes to coaching. And for us not to keep putting him on the pedestal is criminal. I understand Mark Jackson. I understand Mike Brown's influence. And he's doing all of this without them. This is Kerr. This is him. He is the best person after a timeout to call an offensive play. When it comes time to the last minute of a game, he is the best with putting players in the right position. He put Draymond on the bench, a top 75 talent, put him on the bench, and he responded Draymond well. With, I think he got 20 points after that or during that performance. He is a hell of a coach, and, and we have to give him his flowers. And on top of giving him his flowers, give the roses to Steph Curry. The Warriors did not win because of Jordan Poole. They did not win because of Klay Thompson. They won because of Steph Curry. And let's not forget the man that is underpaid, undersized, but has the most heart on that team, and that's Kevon Looney. Kevon Looney 
when you're asking to get rebounds, when you're asking someone to do the dirty work, you ask somebody to be the more, more importantly, the Dennis Rodman of the team. Kavon Looney has stepped up time and time again. And again, ladies and gentlemen, we talked about this before. Rebounds means possessions. And when you get in possessions, the Warriors love the three. And if they don't love the three, they love to cut to the rim. And if they can't score on that layup, they're going to kick it out for what? The three. And Kevon Looney lives for the rebounds, man. And, and kudos to the Warriors. Kudos to Steph Curry um, and Steve Curry. Excuse me, Stephen Curry and Steve Curry. They didn't win because of Klay Thompson. Let me say this. Game seven, Curry, much, much greater than game six, Clay. I don't care what Clay can do. Steph Curry showed his ass in Sacramento for 50 of them things. And we'll talk about the next series after that. But kudos to the speaking of the rebounds Warriors. from Steph from Steph Curry, eight from 50 and eight and six. What <laughs> eight rebounds from your point guard? That's love. That's love, man. <laughs> and shout out to uh Candy for that comment because like I'm trying to think, has Steph Curry actually participated in the Olympics? I'm actually trying to think. He did. He did. Yeah, he did. Uh, well, actually, I, I don't know. I know he did FIBA for sure. I don't know about Olympics. I don't know. Okay. I don't think we ever seen Steph Curry in the Olympics. No, we haven't seen Steph Curry in the Olympics because 2020 mm. would have been the last time, and that was the COVID year. Okay. I, so, I, feel, like, I feel like he he's played never with, played in yeah, the Olympics. He, he went on, on 2016 squad. So, so, so not no. Olympics, but FIBA, I think he did. FIBA, um, yeah. Curry has not has never has never played in the Olympics. He's, he was either not selected in 2012 20, or he wasn't healthy in 2016. 20, yeah. Mm-hmm. Talk and about the best a, player for the Olympic Games. Like, and a shorter three-point line? <laughs> I forgot about that part. <laughs> and Curry Coach, he tried to break some kind of record. That's going to be fun to watch. Uh, no, nah, I just literally was thinking about that. But no, nah, uh, kudos to the Warriors for making me profit, man. Uh, they've literally been one of the worst away teams in the league. But at the same time, it's the same reason why, of course, I'm a bandwagon Warrior fan, so I'm going to go with them, of course. But they're, the Kings and the Grizzlies are in the same boat, in my opinion. Young, you know, inexperienced. Uh, they got the experience for sure, hungry for sure. But when it comes to that veteranship that, that, that's that been there, that, mm, that I'm going to go ahead and get this dub for my team, you got two players, Steph Curry and LeBron James, that's going to get you that dub. And sure the whole game seven, Steph Curry, GD just said it, 50 points, seven threes. <laughs> Unplug the beam. <laughs> it's been fun, Sacramento. I hope y'all have fun. And I, you definitely going to be successful next season. But I don't want to uh, – what I want to start seeing, of course, is Sacramento start doing more outside the three-point uh, – outside the three-point. Y'all know how I feel about three-point teams. They don't have much success in the playoffs or, you know, in the championships for sure. But especially in this playoffs, like you're trying to beat the Warriors at their own game. That's not going to happen at all. And then uh, what's uh, the Aaron Fox? He only has 16, five for 19. He only hit five shots the whole game. That's a, a shot a quarter. That was key for the Kings to lose. The Warriors beat them by 20. So they got it going uh, outside of Fox and Hoarder. None of their starters hit threes. Uh, T Davis. I don't even know who T Davis is. Terrence Davis. My bad, Terrence Davis. He had four threes outside of that. Nobody really had a good shooting team. And, and he hit those early, my fault. Hit them, hit them early. That's one of the things that you got to do to that kind of team if you're going to beat them. And Laura Hose, like you said, Coach Kirk coached up a masterful plan. Steph Curry was not going to go home in, you know, in, in round one because that's what great players do. They get their teams to win, Giannis. Um, but all in all, shout out to the Warriors again for making me profit. Unplug the beam. Kings has been a fun season. 
I hope everybody in Sacramento had a good time cheering for y'all as much as we did because we love the underdog. Uh, and hope y'all get better over the offseason in real talk. You know, they, they were a lot of fun to watch, and I hope they keep it up. Uh, speaking of, we can get right into the Kings, man. What do you what do y'all think they got to do? Uh, what do the Kings have to do this offseason for them to get better? For me, I think they they got to get an interior presence in general. They have no – I mean, Sabonis is a big man. One could argue he's the third best big man in the league. He's not physical at all. I mean, he gets rebounds. He's able to to score and facilitate and, and do all those things to be the focal point uh, of offense. But you you won't have to have like a seven-footer down there per se, but you, Kevon Looney would be nice next to, uh, to uh, Sabonis and Fox and uh, Monk. Um, I Next year – it's going to be hard for them because every team is going to get up for the Sacramento Kings. And therefore they are going to have to figure out how to sustain success, which has been hard for them to do for the past 20 some years. Uh, so can they do it? I mean, the Lakers, they, they got better. Uh, the Warriors are still there. The Suns are still there. They got Kevin Durant for a full season. Now uh, the Clippers, I would assume depending on what goes on with them with Kawhi and Paul George, they're going to be better. The Kings might mess around and be back at the bottom of the Pacific division. They could be, unless they get some type of interior presence, man. So what do y'all think about the Kings? What should they do? As my camera is like really blurry. Um, I will say this. I, I will say that I like what the Kings have, to your point. Um, but they do need – they do need – how Aaron Gordon took over in game one for the Nuggets was more physical. They need that type of player, to your point. Right. Um, someone that can kind of create his own shot, so to speak, in the middle with Sabonis. And you're still going to have three shooters at all times. Uh, Trey Lyles is not it. Trey Lyles is not a bruiser. Um, Rashawn Holmes, I don't see the court. Um, and I will also say that as great of a coach as Mike Brown did, he also shot himself in the foot. Um, Terrence Davis, I believe, is his name. Offensively, this is his first time I feel like putting up four three-pointers in a game. To y'all's point, he's trying to match what he sees and what he's guarding. However, Kevin Huter should have been in there a lot more often, um, especially when you're down 10, 12 points. Like, if you want to trade threes, at least put a three-point shooter in the game. Um, and that's where Mike Brown made that mistake. But they also the, – <laughs> the war, the war, excuse me, the Kings should have just started tanking, by the way. Um, and I got that third seed and played somebody different. Um, maybe been in the fourth seed and played the Clippers, whatever, what have you. Um, but they needed someone big. I, I agree, a rebounder, a presence. Uh, Sabonis is still going to be a double-double machine. And just getting that will be great. Um, I think the rest of the players are still under contract with them for a while. But who – I mean, you got to let Harris Barnes go because he cost you a game. And he didn't do anything in game seven. He cost you, I think, game four, game five. Whatever it was, we're, talking about veteran leadership, missed two straight shots from the same exact point that could have put them up, I believe, 3-2. But instead, they went down 2-3. So it would have been game five, actually. That's when that happened. Um, and so they had to get rid of Harrison Barnes and find that big, so to speak, that can mesh well, but can not only look for look, Draymond. Draymond. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I mean, say it out loud. You want you want you want to play against the Warriors a couple times a year? They don't and, want you anymore. I mean, yeah. And you know you know the coach. Yeah. So I mean, You're in I, California. Yeah, <laughs> not too far away. Yeah, you know I mean, so they do need somebody to that to that extent, mm -hmm. someone that can facilitate as a as a four or five, so to speak. 
but still get his own when necessary. Give you about 10 to 12, but you need him on the rebound. You need a Cavallo. You need, I'm going to keep saying Dennis Rodman because Dennis Rodman knew his role and shut his mouth. And you need that type of player for the Kings, a bruiser, so to speak. They play too, with too much finesse. And, and finesse is not necessarily going to win, um, especially when you're trying to match what the Warriors are giving you. For me, it's easy to compare um, the Kings to the Grizzlies because we both they both have, you know, their future point guards for the next hopefully 10 years, you know, granted. Uh, but the difference between Ja and De'Aaron Fox is one of them I don't trust with the ball in his hand the last two minutes, and the other just won a war for clutch player of the year. You know what I'm saying? That's number one. So for number the, the Kings are in a boat to they're in a in my opinion, in a better boat than the Grizz right now, but they do need to find a backcourt mate to go with De'Aaron Fox. And what I mean by that is because John Morant has Desmond Bain, and we know for sure he can put up 20 points a game, you know, in the future. You know, who can we say that on the Kings outside of, you know, Sabonis and, of course, Fox. So I think once you are able to solidify, you know, that two, three role, just like Steph got Clay, I think you're going to put yourself in a better position because you can have Keegan Murray or Kevin Horter coming off the bench, which will only make you better. Uh, for two, like y'all said, a big banger in the middle. Like, you got to you gotta be able to, to guard the paint. Sabonis won't be able to do it, you know, a whole nother season by himself again. So you solidify that Draymond is still mad at Harrison for not inviting him to the wedding, so they can be teammates. <laughs> hey, yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> why Draymond? Dray, why you didn't invite Harrison Barnes, man? <laughs> no, Harrison Barnes didn't invite Draymond. Oh, Harrison Barnes didn't invite. Yeah, because because you know Draymond wanted to get KD, so that's. <laughs> and can you blame him? <laughs> hey, you. Hey, how about Dylan Brooks to, to partner with Darren Fox? Speaking of the Grizzlies. Get him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you needed a, you need somebody. I was just about to he say you a bucket. Need a he can't he get a bucket player. off the dribble towards towards the rim, not shooting, but towards the mm-hmm. rim. Yeah. And uh <laughs> another thing, I guess one more is you need a playmaker. Like the best playmaker on your team out is uh Sabonis, which I have no problem with. But if you look at anybody else, who else can make plays for other people, especially coming off the bench? I bring up the Grizz again. We got Ty's Jones, who you know, Jaw goes out, we don't miss a beat essentially. So even off y'all bench and you want to put Kevin Hart off the bench, that's a boom, boom combo that is still keep you in that, you know, top four, top five seed next season. So you able to do that. I think the Kings will be in, in good hands. Good looks, good looks. All right. So let's get into uh, these matchups, man. Um, first series, let's get into Philadelphia versus Boston. Who y'all got and how many games and why? Uh, this is the man, this is the injury bug, man. And I think you we talked about this pre show, and I'm pretty sure you addressed it or, or will address it again. But, man, but how many times are we gonna get to the playoffs and Joel Embiid gets hurt? Like, how many times is he going? And this is a knee, and they're not even sure when he they say he'll be back for game two. So now you're about to get this Houston Rockets, James Harden, and who's his coach? Uh, yeah. Um, so with that said, um, Joel B needs to come back by game two, but the problem is what percentage Joel and B want to be, to be honest, how forceful is he going to be? Cause if Joel and B infuses his force, I can see the 76ers actually winning the series because I don't believe there's an interior defense that the Celtics have that was similar to last year. Um, Rob is not the same as he was coming back from an injury. 
Al Horford's about 48. And I don't even know who the other bigs that they have that can – Grant Williams, who – was he beginning? About eight minutes a game now nowadays. And so if Joel Embiid can come back and enforce himself, yes, I can see the 76ers winning. But I'm going off what I know. So give me Celtics. And I, I think I'll go six. And Doc Rivers loses the series at home in game six. So give me Celtics in six. Give me, with believe it or not, give me Celtics in six as well um, for everything you just said, Sheedy. Um, one thing that the Celtics got for sure on the Sixers is their bench. Celtics probably got one of the better, you know, benches. I mean, they got, you know, six man of the year. So, I mean, <laughs> that should let you know everything right there. But I think it's going to end up, like you said, Shitty, like who's going to play on the Sixers? Like what kind of Embiid are we going to get back? And the Celtics, who are the defensive mastermind team, they're going to figure it out. Okay, what's good Embiid doing? What is he injured at? They're going to test him. They're going to be defensive. They got, you know, Brown and, and Tatum who are going to guard, you know, uh, Harden for sure. And I guess Maxi Celtics. If I, I want to go five, but I'm gonna be a little bit more respectful to to, to, to Embiid and, and and James because they've been doing the thing. I think from top to bottom they have a championship roster. It's just a matter of do I trust James Harden in the playoffs? Hell no. Do I trust Glenn Rivers in the playoffs? Y'all put me on them years ago, so I gotta say no. And Embiid is unhealthy. So <laughs> if a, if a team show me who they are, it'll be y'all commandment. I damn sure better believe them. So give me Celtics and six. And all three of them are showing you who they are. That's the crazy part. <laughs> Jesus, I'm so sorry. Y'all forgetting who the GM is as well. <laughs> Daryl Moore. So, yeah, I I was uh, close to saying Boston did five, but I'm going to give respect to MB. I think whenever MB comes back, whether that's game two or game three, they're going to find a way to win that game because Boston has nothing for, uh, I would say, 80% Joel MB who, who's going to win MVP this year. I'm gonna say Boston in six as well too. Um, it it can be five depending on if Embiid can play. If if Philly is, is without Embiid for more than one game, it might be five. I, I think it might be five. So I'm I'm gonna go Boston in six to give respect to Embiid, not to Doc Glenn Rivers, definitely not. All right, next series we are gonna go Nuggets and Suns. So we already know that they did, it did play on Saturday. Uh, it's one zero in favor of Jamal Murray and the Nuggets. I'm going to roll with the Nuggets in six. I know two will be mad about that. That's cool. But I think that speaking of benches, <laughs> Finnis got nothing on that bench. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, that was, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah, what? Absolutely I mean, what happened to them? <laughs> Did they get Terrence Ross, TJ <laughs> Warren? Where are these players at? Absolutely nothing on the bench. Absolutely they got Landry Shamber, whoever. Oh, if anything, goodness. if anything, right now, Joker is in cruise control. He like I'm Jamal Murray Hooper. Here you go. Let, go ahead and do you. I'm gonna just get 20, 24, 10, and six. I'm gonna be cool as long as he get his buckets. Nobody guarding this man. Chris Paul can't guard a cone right now. So I'm I'm gonna roll with the Nuggets in six. I'm a, I, it, it can be seven. I'm gonna give respect to to Phoenix, but I think the Nuggets has got an overall better team better coach there was a clip of mike malone coaching the team up on the sideline i was like that is exactly what you need in the playoff is a coach that's going to tell you when you do something wrong correct you you go out and you execute and it goes perfectly so i'm gonna roll with the nuggets in six and uh took sorry man no jersey for you from cd oh, i want to come on too loud i need to hear what you got the greatest <laughs> player right come on let's see it <laughs> signs and seven Sons, sons and seven. Uh, I want to be disrespectful and bring out Broomy James again, but I ain't going to be disrespectful to the joke and they bench. You know what I'm saying? But one key thing, key thing is 
that the Suns only hit seven threes. Is that going to happen again? It shouldn't. You know what I'm saying? After the Grizzlies. <laughs> Grizz can't shoot, can't shoot for nothing. <laughs> like, like the Grizz got shooters outside of Bang. And, <laughs> and, and Dylan Brooks was shooting all the threes. That's what, <laughs> what you talking about right now, Savage? Chill, bro. Chill. But uh, no, just kudos. Like, Nuggets definitely got it. I didn't expect that to be such a blowout uh, right on the head as far as the bench coming in and doing what they're supposed to do, even though it was just one person really off the bench that provided anything, and that was Bruce Brown. Do I think Bruce Brown going to score 14 points again? No. Do I expect Biombo to come in, play six minutes, and don't do anything but get two fouls? No. Do I expect DeAndre Ayton to just sit there and watch people hoop? I hope, yeah. <laughs> I kind of hope not, but it's like, yes. <laughs> yes. That and man that, is a deer in headlights again. Every <laughs> time, though. Everywhere. <laughs> Jesus. And I know previous, like previous before, and when the Nuggets went against the Suns, Aiton would do a good job against Jokic. But then again, the last time they played in the playoffs, Jokic wasn't as skilled as he was. So it's like, it's kind of hard for me to go there. But Kevin Durant, I need you to make me profit, dog. It's your time. You see what's needed. If you're gonna play 36 minutes, book you gonna you gonna uh what do you have 40 minutes last game? I need you to do more than 27 and 29, guys. I need y'all. I need I need y'all right now because the world I call Joker a joke in front of his face. Not really, but you know, I would. <laughs> but I need y'all, I wouldn't. <laughs> but I need I need y'all to make me profit, man. Chris Paul, I need you to do better, bro. 11 and 5. I, I need you to do better. You know what I'm saying? And it's just it could be one of them games where, you know, you get the Nuggets feeling themselves. You're like, all right, this is what we really got. That's what I'm praying for, you know. But, again, Jokic, two-time MVP. I'm not going to disrespectful. Uh, disrespect him. Give me the Suns in seven. I think Kevin Durant and the, uh, and Booker will still be able to do their thing. Are they going to win a, uh, an away game in Denver? This, like this one right next coming up or when? Mm, they have to win an away game. Well, I'm, I'm, at, I'm at the next one, like game two. They have to, and I don't expect them to, which is going to put pressure on Kevin Durant and, and Booker, but I like that kind of pressure on them. Okay. Uh, so I, I'm expecting Nuggets going ahead and get uh, game two as well. But if they don't, they're not winning in Phoenix. I'll tell you that much right now. Well, I, I don't expect Jamal Murray to have another performance as he did in game one. Should I do? I ex- <laughs> well, I expect it to have something very similar. Right? <laughs> what I'm saying, like, I mean, when you look back at the shots that he made, that's what I mean. Uh, okay, I okay. don't mean about his points. Like okay. his shots were were highly contested at times, and he's and it was still butter. And so, the question doesn't become who's guarding AD; it's who's guarding Jamal Murray from the Suns. And there ain't no answer. And don't get me wrong; I think KD had a pretty good defensive game actually. Um, his length realistically um, adjusted a lot of shots that the Suns, I mean, that the uh, Nuggets wanted to offer. And yet we have yet not seen the greatest of KD. And we haven't seen the greatest of Joker yet. And so to me, I got seven game series. I think this will be a back and forth, back and forth. And I'm going to roll with the Nuggets. Um. And the reason why I say that is because, okay, when it comes back to Phoenix, yeah, KD's on go off, CP's on go off, Booker's on go off, but Jesus Christ, who else? DeAndre Aiden is not the $100 million guy that they are paying him. TJ Warren, the guy that they got, 
Terrence Ross, who they traded for. I, I did they even play the last series? Warren, Warren, I don't think Warren played last game. I don't think he played. Like I, I, I just don't <laughs> understand. Like they have a they have a legitimate big three and a half, you know, and a possible with DeAndre uh, Ayton. That's a pass. You know, that's that's that that jacket clubs or, this or, man or Queen said of Diamonds. Possible. <laughs> that Queen of Diamonds that might walk. You just gotta get the spades out real quick. <laughs> but I just he's just not it. Like I'm not afraid of him. I'm afraid of KD when he turns it up. I'm afraid of Devin Booker. Chris Paul, he had some lucky shots against the Clippers. He's going to win a game, yes, for them. But I believe that the Nuggets win this series due to their death, due to their three-time MVP and Joker, and due to, uh, more importantly, Jamal Murray and what he does. I think Bruce Brown is not going to give you those points. I agree. But his defense was there, and it was stout. The question is, who is, who is he going to guard? Is he going to pressure on Devin Booker? Is he going to try to steal from uh, KD again? Is he going to cut the head off the snake with guarding Chris Paul? That becomes a question that is a coaching clash. But, and I got Nuggets and seven. I think everyone's just going to win their home games. Grandmother talked about it in my blessing. Oh, Lord, in my blessing. 
times I'm wrong mm, Trying to get it right Get my blessing Oh Lord Get my blessing Miami did win today, 108 to 101. I'll let the uh, resident Heat fan start us off. Well, <laughs> well, well, well. Yeah, because I sure need you to answer before I can make my mind up. <laughs> I, I, I mean, and I mean, I don't know if we're going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it today. We're going to talk about it next week. JB Bickerstaff is about one notch above Steve Nash at this point to me in coaching. Because the Cavs had way too much talent to be excused like that in five games, let alone when you look back at it, how many times and how many minutes did the Cavs actually have the lead in that series? Let me digress. Eric Spolstra needs to stop being disrespected the way he is coaching us up. If we're going to win this series, like I say we're going to win this series, Heat and six. We had to win one. We were not going to win game two because Julius Randle coming back is going to be the excitement and the aura that cast for New York. It's going to be orange and blue skies, whatever Stephen Naismith is saying, right? You say, you call him Naismith, we'll call him Naismith, whatever he says. Oh, he calls himself Naismith. Oh, well, I'm calling him No Smith, okay? They can win game two. Congratulations. I don't see them winning in Miami. And we've got the recipe to, to get Jalen Brunson. We've moved Caleb Martin from the starting role. He's coming off the bench. So now he's fresh guarding at that frame, Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson is not getting to his spots like he was against the Cavs. Kevin Love is having a resurgence with his passing. Now, that's all I need. Passing a few rebounds. That's all I need. Hit a, cue, a few threes. If we continue to put the pressure, Tom Thibodeau, you got to outcoach, by the way, in game one. And that's because of Eric Spolstra. But it, Tom Thibodeau, I will say this to you, and I hope you're listening because I can take your job if you want it. How dare you sit Jalen Brunson for the amount of time that you did in the fourth quarter when you were down and you put on the back of R.J. Barrett the New York Knicks franchise in game one? R.J. Barrett ain't worth that $175 million that he's getting paid. He had a great first half. He had like maybe 19 points. And then became turnover. He became R, he became the RJ Bear that we know to be. Josh Hart, great first half. Whatever he did in the second half. Jimmy Butler went down with minutes to go. We were playing four on five basketball. Why are you, Tom Thibodeau, not attacking Jimmy Butler with his hurt ankle? Your fault, not ours. So six for the Heat. Come on back, Julius Randle. Get your 40-plus points. Get your 10 rebounds. Have fun. Don't hurt nobody. We'll see you in Miami. 305. Six games. We'll end it in the 305. Then we'll go travel to Boston. So unlike my co-host here, um, I actually listen to what they say. So if you're going with the Heat and Six, who am I not to say Heat and Six? Because you told us about the Bucks. And what happened? I ain't got to talk about the Bucks again. 
you know, old news. But at the same time, I'm going to listen to what you got to say. And, I, you know, I like the fact that Eric Spolster really got them playing, you know, A1 defense. But they really at a point where it's like, you know, what well, we got to lose. We weren't supposed to be here anyway. And that kind of team in any kind of basketball is dangerous, especially when they playing together and they know their system. Like, I didn't watch the game, so I do need to know, Shitty, like, is Bella good? Like, he, good go? he, he hurt his ankle towards, like, maybe, like, last three or four minutes of the game. But there's a clip of him walking okay. kind of gingerly a little bit to, uh, to see D. Wade at the end of the game. He was not himself. For the rest of the game, we kind of like he, he continued to play though. He continued to he knocked okay. down the free throws. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. So uh, to me, we rest them game two. Rest them game two. I was just about to say rest them game two, or just like go ahead and take this L real quick. Let New York turn up, and you know South Beach, like you said, here we come. They ain't gonna beat y'all in South Beach. Um, so I like I, I like it. I, I, I'm willing to go heat. I need to go ahead and put that bet in. But because it sounds like to me what you just said was that Tibbs got in his own way as well. I'm not sending Brunson at all. You know, until he said, hey, coach, you know, let me get a break. Especially if Julius Randle not playing. I need my guy who, you know, should have been an all-star, who's been playing a hell of a season, hell of a playoffs. I need him in the game. And you didn't have him in. Yeah, that, that's a red flag for me. I'm a roll with Heat and seven. I'm gonna say seven. I, I think that I think New York's gonna get one in Miami. I don't know which one it's gonna be. Game three or game four. I think Thibodeau, um, he's proven that he's he's a good defensive coach. He's gonna make those adjustments. But I still think that Miami has this aura right now. Uh Jimmy made me a believer last series. Like I'm not going against him to further notice. Uh so give me give me Miami in seven. The way that New York can beat Miami. Is one injuring Jimmy Butler, <laughs> um, but two, they they are going to have to pop the ball around. The ball cannot stick. You can't do isolation dribbles against Jimmy Butler or, or even against top ten Lowry, who had a great game today. He had eighteen points today. Uh, he's looking like he's prepared to way better than last year. Like he's had a better playoffs than last, last year. He was out of shape or whatever it was. I don't know what was going on with Kyle Lowry last year, but he looks way better. And you're getting contributions from from other players, and that's just Heat culture. Uh, but for New York, you need R.J. Barrett to to he will have to play some defense and, and score as well. And I don't think he's built like that just yet. He's a young player. He's from the same draft as Jai and Zion. So he's still getting his feet wet in the playoffs. But I can't see New York beating Miami. It could be six. I think it will be seven. I think it's going to be a long, uh, drawn-out series uh, straight out of the, the 1990s as she be uh, watched back in the day. Uh, but give me, give me heat in seven. It could be six. Jimmy Butler moves on to the next round. Uh, last series, Lakers and Warriors. I will start us off here. The Lakers, of course. <laughs> I hate y'all. I hate both of y'all. <sighs> Lakers, of course, beat the Grizzlies, which we'll, we'll wrap the show up there with the Grizzlies. Um, and they go on to the next round. AD was dominant in that series. Had the Kings moved on to play the Lakers, I would have said Lakers in five because I feel like they had nobody to guard AD. Because uh, Sabonis, if he had trouble with, with Draymond, he'll have trouble with, with AD. Uh, the Warriors are a team that is uniquely built for whatever the circumstances are. You got the greatest shooter of all time. You get the second greatest shooter of all time. You got one of the best defensive players in the game. You got one of the best coaches of all time. And you got a dude who just, <laughs> I'm going to get 20 rebounds because I want to get 20 rebounds. He has a passion for rebounding. I've never seen a, a player since Desmond, Desmond Dennis Rodman 
that has a passion for getting that damn ball off of the off of the off of the cup. Uh, I'm gonna roll with Warriors and five. I think so. Here, here's what I'm compared to, right? The Grizzlies are like the little brother that got to the level on the video game and they couldn't beat it. So they said, "Hey, big brother, can you come? Can you come past the level for me?" Here come the Warriors. Let me show you how to do it, little brother. I'm going to shoot threes. I'm going to rebound. I'm going to be well coached. Give me Warriors in five. It might damn near be four. Give me Warriors in five. <laughs> it makes sense, too. It makes sense. I, I, I gave them the game plan. The game plan is make your shots and rebound. They did not make their shots. They did not rebound. And the Warriors are the embodiment of making their shots and rebounding. You know this. You know this, too. Come on. Go ahead and do Warriors and six. It not nah, it, it's funny because you really hate the Lakers. <laughs> what? No, I don't. No, I don't. you really hate the Lakers, Sheedy. What do we have to do? There, I, I guess it's not what he's saying. I can't. I gotta no. believe. This is basketball. This is this is this is basketball, right? Just like the Lakers did not shoot well. It, LeBron was a negative for the series. Here's he did not a, play well. Savage. 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 I literally drew a game plan. This is what all y'all Grizz fans is listening to. I literally drew a game plan three months ago on how the Lakers were going to beat the Grizzlies. You know, tell me to watch my words. I'm not. But that's literally what happened. You could have been on that road with me. You could have been on the train with me and, me and Sheedy. Two guys that are not Laker fans. <laughs> Like, come on, <laughs> but now they go against the Warriors. You know, my I can say my Warriors. I think I've earned that in ten years of bandwagon support. Now, has it been to damn? It's been damn near ten years. Wow. Um, I think I've earned that. So, of course, I'm obligated to say you know Warriors. I can say Warriors in six or seven though. You said this five, maybe four, three. Yes, literally. You, yes. You you yes. want me to go get Broomy James for Brian? Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. yes. T- bro, if the Warriors. You're supposed to be a Lakers fan. If the Warriors make their shots, it's over. The, the Lakers have nothing. Nothing. They cannot compete shooting the ball. Did with you Lakers. not just see Austin Reeves light up the Grizzlies? <laughs> so, so, so we're clear. See Rui Hachimura kick our bitch's ass. I said benches, ladies and gentlemen. So you said Warriors and what? Uh, I'm going to go six. I'll go six. You know, it could be seven. If it's seven, I won't be surprised because I know the Lakers are gelling right now. This I know the Lakers Austin do have Reeves. different players, you know, that can Austin step up. Reeves comparing to who? Who? Steph Curry? Clay Thompson? Dumb Vincenzo. He going to have a nice matchup against them. He's going to be white on white crown. We get to see. White, Lord have mercy. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> the war, y'all. I, to those, we, we, we got five listeners in here right now. All five of y'all. I'm telling y'all right now. The Grizzlies, they did not make their shots. They did not rebound. You call in Big Brother. Big Brother said, let me show you how to do it. It's about to be Lake, Lakers going to lose in five games. So five games. We deleting the hashtag who got an AD, right? You can do whatever you want to with that hashtag. Just make sure you hashtag five games. <laughs> Austin Reeves is him. He thinks, hell no. Nah. Austin Reeves. He is. Austin Reeves is it. He ain't, he ain't no him. 
get a miss. He's it. Yeah, you're right. He's it. He's that guy. Yeah, I tell you what a capital, you know, capital I tell. It's gonna be five games, y'all. Y'all gonna see. Look, look, unless Steph Curry is missing his shots, which which that's not going. We just saw him put up 50 with five hands in his face. (laughs) Ooh, ooh. Two, I told I told Shitty pre-show. I'm gonna let Shitty go. I said, I'm not watching these games, but now you're gonna make me watch these games at nine o'clock at night. I hate you so much. You know, Austin Reeves averaging 16 in the game in the playoffs so far. It's more than Jordan Poole. It's more than Jordan Poole, right? Way more than Jordan Poole. Go ahead, Shitty. Please go ahead. The Kings win the series against the Warriors. Lakers, damn near sweep the Kings, may win in six for sure. With Wardell going off, I mean off, for game seven. And wait a minute. And who's the home team? Warriors, actually, because of the series. Hey, they... uh, Warriors in five. Warriors in five. And I say that because Roy did have a great shooting game, game one. Austin Reeves has went to the cup multiple times. Yep, I agree. LeBron James is going to shoot himself out of oblivion trying to match threes with this team. And he doesn't really have another three-point shooter with him to do so. D'Angelo Russell... Okay, it's the first time he ever shot over 50% in the playoffs, actually, his previous game. They're going to get one great game out of all of them. But unfortunately, Sable Center or Crypto Arena, whatever you want to call it, they're going to see at least one game that they win and one game that they lose. And then they're going to come back to Golden State and be done. Warriors in five. And I'm not sorry. Lakers train is stopped and halted. And LeBron James will not go past this round. It does not matter who's guarding AD. It doesn't matter who's guarding LeBron James. Because you cannot trade threes and twos. And that's exactly what it's going to come down to. This is going to be, this might be the series that Jordan Poole starts earning a little bit of his money back. Because he didn't earn it last series. But he might damn sure earn it this series coming up. Um, I don't want to mention any other um, non-melatonin brothers on this podcast. I'm sorry, I just stick with Jordan Poole. He's got like half melatonin. Um, he's a little frisky for me. I can't do that. But I got Warriors in five. Savage. Hypothetically. Don't start this shit, man. If the Lakers were to beat the Warriors, could we get you to support your team? And I take away the hypothetically, Savage, if the Lakers beat the Warriors, can we get you to finally support your team that you haven't done in I don't know how long? No. I told y'all, check with me once LeBron gone. That's what I said. But if LeBron is going to be the reason y'all get past the Warriors, why not support it? Two, two, you, you you failed to realize that I was off the Lakers train when they had LeBron before they won in the bubble. Like I, I literally said I'm I'm trading in my fandom to be a Grizzlies fan before they won a championship. And then when Kobe Bryant passed away, God rest his soul, I said, you know what? I get it one more time. One more go around for the Lakers. They won. Boop bop. Done. Back to the other side. That's what I said. I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm done. That's crazy. It is crazy. I agree. It's crazy. But it is what it is, man. I'm sorry. Right. 
All right. Uh, now I know. I, I never bring it up again. I, now I know. I, 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 I understand the passion that you're speaking with. Now. And we have to remember, he he has said this before. Well, I'm a, I'm gonna I'm make sure I'm gonna hold him to this. He's not gonna come back. He's not gonna come back until LeBron James is no longer in a Laker uniform. I said, check with me once LeBron's gone. Check so with me. I, I will I will hold him to that. <laughs> we can keep asking him if he's gonna be a Lakers fan. So two Lakers. years, basically two years. Check back with me in thirty years. Lakers can make the finals. He's still ain't gonna come through this. Bro. Nope. Nope. That's crazy. But the Warriors <laughs> is winning the series. We all just said that. Absolutely. Yeah, they are. They are. They are. <laughs> in, in, in five games. Yeah. In, five, in five games. I would love to see Austin Reeves try to compete with Wardell Stephen Curry with three points. I would. Who guarding him anyway? Uh, who? D'Angelo Russell, question. who couldn't guard John Moran to save that's his a, life. That's a, that's a beautiful question. Shit. All right, let's wrap and it up. I, and I mean, they threw. No, 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 no. I'll go, I'll go ahead. And, go ahead, go ahead, and go ahead. the Kings threw so many different people that could guard Wardell. And it, it, it how that's Damian happened. Mitchell, freaking uh, Kevin Herter, uh, Fox, Monk. It, it didn't matter. And, and on top of that, there's still the problem of the transitional defense that the Lakers have not quite addressed. Yeah. And transitional offense, the Warriors, they don't go for two. They go for three. They're going to go and they're gonna stop and pop for that three. So right. that's another reason, but carry on. All right, let's wrap it up here, y'all, with the Grizzlies offseason. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies, of course, are no longer in the playoffs. Uh, very disappointing into uh, their season. A lot has happened over the course of the season, to be honest, from John Morant um, injuries to John Morant in the club to the Bane big toe injury, Stephen Adams, his questionable injuries, Zaire's poor performance, uh, coaching confusion. It, it's so so much happened. And it, even in the midst of that, they did have the second uh, seed out in the Western Conference. They, of course, got bounced out by the Los Angeles Lakers in six games. Um I know y'all gonna have it on starting five later on um, this week, but of course we still have a basketball podcast over here as well too. Uh, and so, what do y'all project? Or not? I won't say project, but what do y'all think the Grizzlies need to do to get out of purgatory in terms of like getting the two C and then losing and disappointing faster? Because I had weeks ago I said anything short of a Western Conference Finals is like no that's that is a failure yes as an organization as a player for what y'all did last year you're supposed to progress and they did not progress at all um I'm I'm gonna just point to coaching number one we can get to Dylan Brooks that speaks for itself in my opinion I'm not gonna get to Dylan Brooks I don't have to pile him anymore he gone he should be gone I'm, I'm gonna say this right now today at 7 11 p.m April 30th. If Dylan Brooks is a Memphis Grizzly, y'all got it. I'm an NBA fan. Y'all, y'all got it. Until he off the team. And I did the same shit with Jalen Rager and the Eagles. I said, I'm not watching any Eagles games until y'all get that man off my team. And they got him off the team before week one. I said, there you go. And, and, and what and what happened during the season? Lost in the Super Bowl. That that's exactly <laughs> exactly. So if Dylan Brooks is on this roster next year, I'm out. I'm out until further notice. I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm not watching that mess again. I don't care if he performed well in the regular season. When the season comes, he gonna when the, the postseason comes, he starts breaking. I ain't doing that. I'm not doing it. So, getting into the coaching problem, Taylor Jenkins is not an in-game coach. That's okay. He's a young coach, but you better for damn sure get somebody on your coaching staff that can help you with X's and O's during the game. I'm not talking about out of bounds plays. I'm not talking out of timeout plays. I'm talking about 
They just score and they up by five points. I need a guaranteed bucket on offense. What can I run to get an easy button bucket? Can I run a pick and roll for Jaron, a pick and pop for Jaron? Can I run uh, some clear out action for Jai where I, I bring the defense in, pass it out to the corner to Bain or Kennard? There has to be something coming from the coaching staff in the game to get guaranteed buckets to stop the bleeding. That's one. Two, why are we continuing to let Dylan Brooks shoot threes as a coaching staff, right? This goes back to even in high school. In high school, if I'm shooting shots and I'm bricking and I'm getting my ass waxed on defense, <laughs> she just did it. Come on, come sit, come sit beside me because you're not adding anything to this, this damn group project at all. Even beyond that, let's say if you play NBA 2K, right? If you play in Pro-Am and you brick your first two shots in the game, I bet you ain't shooting no more. You don't need to be shooting no more before you get kicked out of the lobby. Too know about that. If I if I shoot two threes and I break both of them, I'm not shooting no more. I'm like, ah, let me pass the ball around. I, I got to get warmed up. You know what I'm saying? So for the for the Grizzlies organization, whether that's that climbing, whether that's uh, Taylor Jenkins, for them to continue to enable Dylan Brooks to play in the game, not be that good on defense and be horrible on offense, and constantly give him minutes. That is coaching malpractice. That's organizational malpractice. And that's why I said is I don't know, I don't know who to blame if that's Jenkins or if that's uh climbing. Who is sending down the message? Hey, play Dylan Brooks, let him shoot 15 shots. He's making two of them. I don't know who's doing that. I don't know who's doing that. The Warriors made that change to put Draymond on the bench. He come in and score 20 because it's a change, it's a change for the other team gotta account for. If the Lakers know I'm playing the exact same lineup. That shot like shit in games one, two, three, four, and five. We ain't gotta change much. We got LeBron James and AD. We're gonna beat them the same way we beat them throughout the entire series. So that there is no coaching chess match between Taylor Jenkins and Darvin Ham. Darvin Ham ain't that good of a coach, ladies and gentlemen. He's not. They're from the same coaching tree with Coach Bud. He ain't killing them like that, which is why I think LeBron that is a better coach, though. So. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like Darvin Ham ain't X and Owen niggas like that. You know what I'm saying? So I I will give Jenkins one more year, hopefully without Dylan Brooks. If the same mess happens with Jenkins next year, they got to go in a different direction and get some type of veteran coach in here or a coach that's going to do X's and O's. My favorite option is Becky Hammond. Becky Hammond is – she should be an NBA coach right now. She interviewed with the Raptors. She interviewed with the Raptors, of course, and I don't know if she's going to take it or not, but she is, an, she is a pure – what up, Aiden? She is a pure X's and O's coach. And not only that, you will you gonna get coached on the sideline. She will get in your ass and be like, "Hey, you need to get your shit together." I don't know if Jenkins does it. Is he afraid of Dylan Brooks or what? But somebody got to be able to get in the players when they are not performing up to standard. So for the Grizzlies, I think the most important thing is get Dylan Brooks off your team. You have to do that. And then two, we need some sort of coaching. I don't know, workshop with Taylor Jenkins, or you need a veteran on your on your staff that's going to help with X's and O's. Otherwise, you're going to have the same mess next year. And that's all I got to say. Savage, you asked, you know, who was encouraging Dylan Brooks, and that answer, that question was answered months ago, and it was answered by the players. John Morant literally said, hey, we encourage it. So – that kind of you know it goes in definitely into i won't put too much into climbing on that reasoning why dylan brooks shoot it's coaching you know what i'm saying was hoping for desire to make being like yeah now desire williams i was with him i kind of rock with him we can kind of blame it on coaching too like why he only the only game he played was the last game where we got asses kicked 
Like, if we need some kind of defender, at least, like, why he's not in the game? But that's neither here nor there. Like I said, to answer your question about Dylan, I'm not going to sit on here and pound Dylan again. I, I already prayed to the basketball gods for them to allow the Grizzlies to not have him on the team next season. You know, he's an unrestricted free agent. So, bye. <laughs> I've been saying my bye to him. I said my bye to him two years ago. So, the feeling that you have, Savage, is the feeling I've been having for two years. The only difference is, I know how to continue to be a fan of my team, you know, shots fired, pop, pop. but like I, I grew up a Grizz fan, you know what I'm saying? Like I grew up, like I remember going to the pyramid games. I remember going to sleep, watching the Grizzlies, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, I love that team. So for us to have a player like Dylan Brooks, who I've been calling overrated offensively, defensively too, in my opinion, deuces. I said this real quick too about being a fan of the team. I'm I'm still a fan, obviously, but I'm not gonna waste my time watching Dylan Brooks shoot 15. That's why I went to bed the other day. I'm not, I'm not watching game six because I'm not right. I'm not watching the same. I'm like, no, I need you better than me. Time. I think that's what it is. You better than me, man. <laughs> You're better than me, and I aspire to be, I aspire to be like, like I want to be able to stop watching the Grizzlies, but I'm I'm on rock with them. But okay. what I will say is that climbing all eyes on you. Because you we need to know as a franchise what direction are we gonna go in. If Dylan Brooks is not on the team, did that mean we have no defenders on our team outside of Jaron Jackson and Sevo? You know, Brandon Clark, damn, they're going to miss the whole next season. So outside of them two, what defenders do we have? Are we going to let them go? Are we going to keep the same team? Are we Who are we going to bring in? What kind of veterans are we going to bring in if we're going to bring any? If we don't bring anybody in in the, in the offseason, Grizz fans, like I told y'all, game six, so at this time you might probably just want to trust in what I got to say about the Grizzlies we probably be in a play-in if we don't add anybody on this team next season. I don't want us to be in a play-in next season because if we if the Grizz, if if Zach Kleiman don't bring in for the Grizz, then that lets me know, hey, we're going to continue to develop as a young team. Cool with me. But a young team bring in young players. So that means you're just going to go and, you know, get somebody in a lottery. Cool. But if you're in win-now mode, which I believe that the Grizz are because we don't know the career span of John Morant because his decision-making. We need to be in win-now mode. We were, you know, <laughs> it could have been in the Western Conference Finals. In my opinion, we could have been in the Western Conference Finals beating the healthy Warriors last season. We need to bend out, build off of that momentum instead of going back. But if we go back as, you know, a team, I was completely understand. If Dylan Brooks is on this team next season, that lets me know exactly what you want as an organization. And it's mediocrity. Point blank period. Because he's unrestricted, meaning you going to throw some major bucks at him. He already had one big contract, which I guess in a way he kind of earned. He's going to want an upgrade. Grisman, I pay this man no Jordan Poole kind of money. Oh, I'm you not watching? Oh, I'm bashing him every chance I get. And I, I'm going to still rep him. <laughs> I'm going to be the most hateful Grizz fan you ever know. But, Zach Kleiman, what are you going to do? I, I gave a suggestion. Pat Bev and DeMar DeRozan, two of my top Grizz players that need to be on this team. You get them, well, we down show ain't missing a playoffs with Pat, Pat Bev on the team. And now you answer the question of a closer. We Again, we need a closer. We need somebody that can close games for us. I like what I'm seeing in Desmond Bain. His game is promising. But, hey, we need more. We need a pure bucket. That's what we need. He do like straight right talking about Dylan. And Candy, you understand my strong. I ain't gonna say. No, nah, nah, talk, talking about talking about climbing. Zach climbing, climbing today at a media availability. Oh, he was he was talking. Uh, he didn't mention him. 
pretty they, much. Yeah, they were they were asking him like, what's what's the the future for Dylan Brooks as a Grizzly? And he was like, I'm not speaking on Brooks right now. But then like five seconds later, he spoke on Xavier Tillman saying he wants Xavier Tillman here long term. He wants Bang here long term. So that is very damning of Dylan Brooks' future as a Memphis Grizzly. Like I don't even want him here as a veteran's minimum. Like he can go. Like I don't need a signed trade. Just go. Just hey, Amen. God bless. We pray for you on the way out. But you gotta go. You gotta go. Um, let me say this, and I'll, I'll try to be as quick as I can. Zach Kleiman has shown us who he is. He's not going to go get veteran players. He's going to continue to draft and move up in the draft and get younger players. Now, if he changes his next season, great. But he went to go get Zaire Williams, but didn't give him a chance, right? He got Desmond Bain. He he's, he gets players throughout draft and signs those players that we can. Brandon Clark. Steven Adams, Jonas Valchino, that's a wash. You know what I mean? It is what it is. If the Grizzlies want to make that next step, oh, hold on, let me back up a little bit. Let me let me be honest for everyone real quick. And let me, I'm a, I'm a border on a line, but we all agree about. If the Minnesota Timberwolves were coached by someone else last season and the same thing would have happened to the Grizzlies this season, we will be calling for Taylor Jenkins' job at this point. There's no way that you're in multiple games and you're down 20-plus points to the Minnesota Timberwolves with what offense do they have. So what development is Taylor Jenkins giving you? None, realistically. It's Ja, it's Bain, and it's Triple J. Thank God Triple J got, you know, Defensive Player of the Year. Desmond literally could have been like six men. I mean, most approved like last season, but I know just there. Claws has to be there three years. So the problem to me is not Zach Kleiman. It's coaching because this series could have went a lot differently if Taylor Jenkins would have got off his ass and caught a timeout with a minute and like seven seconds left with being up by one point, I believe, or two points in crypto uh, arena, whatever they call it, and put in who? Luke Kennard and, and provided some spacing before they went into overtime the problem is coaching to me gentlemen but if we're going to address this if we're going to give zach Kleiman a task zach Kleiman, here's your task you need to get rid of tyus jones you need to bunch him with stephen adams and you might need to throw in brandon clark because if you want a closer and you want something else on top of that look at the draft look at the free agency pool ain't nobody nobody for real so you're going to need to get someone with a sense of urgency and it's only going to happen if you trade. But the problem that we're going to have with this is Zach Kleiman is not a person that's going to trade. All we got is Luke Kennard and uh, what? We got Pat Bev, uh, Danny Green. I mean, you know, who really got? But we haven't really traded big contracts. Tyus Jones has a very tradable contract. Brandon Clark, very tradable contract. Steven Adams, who has proven with us as Grizzlies, he's not for the playoffs. So it's for the regular season. But again, are we lacing them up to win 50 games and he gets sent home in the first or second round? No. You lace them up to win the 50 and to get a good seed and to play you can in the playoffs. So three contracts worth millions of dollars. Tyus Jones is definitely an elite point guard, well, not elite backup point guard that could be starting somewhere someone's got to be knocking for that contract. So those are three players. You need to put them on the trading block. 
immediately and see what you can get. Yeah, man. They got a long offseason to figure stuff out. Something has to be done. Something definitely has to be done. Uh, for more Grizzlies talk, uh, I know Sergeant Five is going to record at some point. I don't know if it's going to be today or later on this week. Uh, but make sure you guys support our LBR guys over there um, as they go a bit more in depth about the Grizzlies uh, offseason pursuits. I guess y'all going y'all gonna to keep going into the offseason as well in terms of like podcasts um, for the offseason, the draft stuff. Well, I guess it wouldn't matter for the draft because they don't need to draft nobody, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> but, but yeah, man, so we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, we'll be back again next week. We got a bunch of games, semifinals, uh, the conference semifinals are this week. Uh, we already gave our predictions. Shitty pointing to this Miami Heat hat. Uh, so we will Believe be back it. again. Uh, I don't know if we'll do the same time, depending on if two want to work the, the stats again. <laughs> for hey, real quick. Hey, shout, hey, shout out to them, man. Hey, I was doing stats <laughs> for the Nike. I, I, uh, what's that? IBL? I call it E-Y-B-L. E-Y-B-L. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I can't spell right now. I've been up <laughs> this morning. EYBL. But anybody talking about, oh, my day back in the day, ballers were this, ballers was that. Nah. I done seen some of the most talented 15, 16, 17. They different now, man. They jumping. I've <laughs> ever seen. They crazy. For the most part, they're being coached right. I, I Basketball is in his good hands for, from what I've seen over the weekend. Good shit. Good shit, man. All right, people. We'll be back next week. Same time. Well, same place. I'm about same time. We'll see. But yeah, either way, follow us on uh social media at three the hardaway pie at Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. Uh, so we'll we'll stay in touch over there. Stay safe, be blessed, peace.
when I was a youth See how they made me by how much I grew Seen life come, I seen life go Could've went crazy, I could've went ghost Some kept it solid, but most niggas soft No one just counts, pay what it costs That's my dog, that's my dog Never fall out over bras We been up on Millwood, it's time to slide Time to slide, we back outside You know the freaks come out at night hey. Feels like the upside down, but I see stranger things with these eyes hey. Talk about this, talk about that Hit up my bros, we got on the gas My body and soul, it'll always be that From the womb to the tomb, I'm always gonna scrap For the ones that I love, won't turn my back Shit ain't sweet, shit ain't easy But at this point, if it is, you can keep it I need that slow roast when I heat it, you For my yeah. dog, for the streets, for the gangs And for them freaks, it ain't business You can miss me, all that talk, that shit ain't 